2: For this week, coming on the podcast, I've been practicing all week or for two weeks nearly. I've say your name, mate, because I'm not too good with the R and the W. <laughs> you've been, you've been Wiki Win, you've been Wiki Wins. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. I know you're, well, you're not stuck for time, but you're hold up over in Austria, ready for the World Championships. For th- thanks for coming on, mate. How are you doing? Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. Um, um, I'm a big fan of you and the show, so I'm, I'm more than happy to chat to you about this.
2: Yeah, I'm cooped
1: up all day. Trying to put my feet up and it's it's not easy when you're an absolute lunatic
2: to sit down for a few hours, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, From the outside looking in, like, uh, yeah, like I, I'm not a massive follower of people on Instagram. Yeah, I might follow loads of people, but you know what it's like. I don't see them all in my feed, but you crop up all the time. And I think it's more like your energy and your positivity and yeah, you're quite you're quite like, from my point of view, you're quite raw with what you share. So. That's why I thought, yeah, Ricky would be good to get on and have a chat with. I just use this as a personal kind of um, platform to make friends with people, basically. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: like like that. I appreciate that. And, and, and for me, it is very raw because I don't think I've ever uh, recorded something, sent it out to Instagram and actually looked back on it before I sent it. I just fucking, <laughs> I just send it, you know, whatever I say, I send it. That's it
2: yeah do you think that's a bit of an irish thing from from like my friends over in ireland i've got a few over there and they're quite they just do it everything is like let's do it and maybe think about it afterwards if at all
1: yeah i I think it is because no more than that and it's like when you hear yourself talk you sound way worse than Well, actually, I sound pretty bad to everybody, but to myself, I even sound worse, so it's like, I ain't listening to this this fella talking too long, so it's got to be quick, it's got to be fast, and it's, whatever I'm trying to get home, I send it home as fast as I can, like, you know?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, that's good, mate. So, right, let's get cracking with a bit of your running, because I know a bit about you, but I don't know too much. Let's rewind. I know you're out for the World Championships Trail Mountain right now, but yeah let me know how you got into it mate was it from a young age or was it later on in life and all that kind of stuff
1: yeah so for me it's later on in life because um right now I'm 40 so I'll actually be 41 in November and I played football all my life until I was uh 32 I think so yeah you had a a certain level of fitness you know but like that I was the same Mm. as any other lad that kicked the ball around the field. He went for a few points at the weekend and maybe a few too many points at the weekend and all that stuff. And good crack while I was doing it. I was young, you know, that that's part and parcel of it. But um when I was thirty two, I just kinda got fed up of being like one of the filler lads on the team that had to do all the work and I was just like, look, I'm thirty two now. I'm I'm gonna give something else a go and I let the young lads step up, you know, that kind of way. So I decided I'd actually do some obstacle course racing because that was pretty big at the time in Ireland and in England I think and uh, I said I'd give that a go just for the fun you know just for the crack I believe me I, I take everything pretty serious like as in if if you and me are going head to head I want to beat you and I don't care what it's in like if it's running football knitting I don't care like you know I, I want to beat you and um, so I, I got pretty good at the obstacle course racing And I won a lot of races. And what ended up happening was I got invited over to do uh, Toughest Mother over in Nottingham. And uh, that was a 12-hour run with 90 obstacles in a five-mile loop. So you kept running loops and loops and loops. And actually, John Alban, who's actually here for Britain, um, he won that race. So he did. And me and my younger brother, because my younger brother was doing it too, we finished 10th and 11th, which was huge because there was like 3,000 people in it. But at the end of that race, yeah. everyone was like, Ah, you're gonna do this full time now, Are you gonna like try and, you know, make it in this game and I was like, No way, man. The twelve hours of running, man, it was so much fun. <laughs> I just thought this was the coolest thing I ever did in my life. And that was it. Like I went from the odd five K, ten K, then I signed up for an Ultra, you know, and and that mm. was it probably the rest is history. Over the last five or six years I've just I've been lucky enough, I haven't had too many injuries and I just built whatever and now I'm here
2: today, you know. When you were um like when you made that move from football over to mainly like running, it, like I did the same, but I was about twenty four, twenty five. And like you say, you kind of get you feel fit as a footballer and then you start running and all of a sudden it kind of <laughs> it shows that you it's a completely different kind of fitness. So like, what did you have any structure in your training, or were you just going out and running out the door? Um, yeah, so I'm that
1: guy that made all the mistakes, <laughs> as in I didn't have a mm. coach, I still don't have a coach, but I never knew how to train properly for race. So, the first ultra I signed up for, it was a flat ultra, it was a fast ultra, but I assumed that the way to get fast is just run fast, you know. So, no matter how you feel, just yeah. run fast, blow the doors off. And I used to run every single day. I used to run 20k after work at like four-minute kilometers every day, seven days a week. That, that, that was it. And I got so many injuries. But I thought, yeah, it's normally you're supposed to do this because I watch YouTube videos of Americans falling around the place, and that—that's obviously <laughs> how you do it, you know. So I had like a lot of tendonitis issues and stuff like that. And and then the more the more racing I did, the more knowledge I learned I suppose from other athletes you know and then I just picked up stuff I Mm. did a bit of research and figured out look there's a better way to train you know so so yeah I definitely made a lot of mistakes along the way.
2: I think it's a good way of doing it though isn't it like I'm 40 this year so we're similar age as in like when I was learning and trying to absorb everything about running it wasn't on social media it wasn't like Instagram and stuff So the learning was from either other people or like forums or the odd magazine or just going out there and fucking it up basically time after time until you go, hang on a minute, like let's read a book or something like that. So like anyone that comes into it now, it's not their fault. But if you've just got an endless stream of advice on Instagram, me included, giving it out. It's hard, isn't it? Because you're almost trying to skip those steps of finding out about your own body, almost, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you have, like, if
1: I had a coach back then, and the reason I probably didn't have a coach is because I probably was too tight to pay for a coach, you know? I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not giving someone 50 euro a, a month to, to to tell me to go running when I want to go running on my own, yeah. you know? So,
2: because the motivation was there, you didn't need that yeah, motivation. Yeah,
1: and, and like, if I had someone, holding my hand and telling me what to do yeah i probably wouldn't have got those injuries but you know i think i would have went down the road of having a lot of um limits on what i could and couldn't do you know and i and I, I think for me personally i wouldn't i wouldn't have enjoyed that i don't think you know that's just for me like
2: you mm. know. yeah it's different and again like when you started running what eight nine years ago plus online coaching wasn't really a thing like even at, I have like that kind of thing, really, there's the odd person doing it, but yeah, you're right now you don't you mean yeah, yeah you, to, it, it's, you it, can't you can't move for it now, but it's like it's like
1: <laughs> like exactly like that, it's like even go back to before I started running, just when I was getting to run, I was on no social media, you know, I wasn't on it, but then. Over the last few years, I love watching looking at your posts and when you say about coaches, and then how do you know somebody's a coach because it's in their Instagram profile, you know? And there are a dime a dozen now, which they are. And believe me, I know there's some genuinely unbelievable coaches out there, you know, but man, there's a lot of spoofers yeah. out there too, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I mean, I can say this as a point of view, as I'm a full time coach. But like, everyone's a coach. Where in fact, it could be like they're working forty hours for the council, yeah, yeah. and then they're a coach on top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, on on that subject, what did you find? Because I know roughly the area that you live. What did you find that you loved? About the trails and the mountains, maybe compared to like just getting faster on the road, because typically people would throw themselves into maybe 10k half marathon, marathon, try and get faster at the marathon. It sounds like you've almost skipped that and gone straight to the trails. Yeah, Is that right.
1: Like, again, like I did dabble in like a few 5ks and 10ks, and I and like I love running on the road and I love running fast, but do you know, as soon as I started, I, I just by just by looking at other videos and stuff like that, that I would have seen maybe on YouTube or something like that. There was a draw to the, to the, to the hills and the trails, you know, that, that the road wasn't giving me. And it was like, that just looks like so much fun, you know? And, And I know everyone says that it's like, everyone goes, Oh, I love the mountains and I love this mate. I'm like, honestly, I could tell you all the places in Ireland I've ran, but I wouldn't be able to tell you the names of the mountains because you know, I'm I'm not that <laughs> mountain lover guy, I just love running, I just love running in that kind of a terrain, that kind of, and, and getting into that kind of a flow, where it's just you're hammering up a mm. hill, or you're hammering down a hill, and I just think it's very, I know, it's, it's very freeing, you know, it's like there's no real restrictions, you're not having to look at your watch, and, and be wondering about times, and splits, and giving out if you didn't hit mm. a certain thing in your workout, or something like that, it, it's a lot more fun than road running, you know. That's probably the simplest
2: way I could put it, you know. And I know recently there might be a bit of a change, which I'll ask you about later, but you're carpenter by trade, is that right? So you're like, you've you got like a manual job and you have always had that. Like this is something I find with either people that I coach or friends that have been in running for a long time. Do you find that it's almost a good thing having a trade and being on and having almost like a manual job With your running, or do you find that it holds you back a bit? Because, like from what I can tell, a lot of people are more resilient; they recover quite well because they've got this manual job. Yeah, like I do have this conversation a lot,
1: and I have obviously I have pros and cons to it, right? And I always, sometimes Mm -hmm. I give out that, "Geez, man, my job is that much harder than everyone else's," and I'm having to, you know, every time I go for a run, I'm tired and I'm exhausted and this, that, and the other. But on the other side of it, like, Mm. I've done okay, like, you know, as far as running in Ireland goes, I've done pretty well, like, and everyone seems to know who I am, and when I turn up to a race, everyone is kind of going, oh, well, Ricky wins here, he might win this race, and I think a lot of that stands to that I'm tougher than most people, because most people don't do what I do for a living, And, and in certain parts of the race, when the thing gets hard, I do always think about stuff like that, go, mate, you ain't fucking swinging a hammer. 10 12 hours a day like me you know so you you need to be very 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 tough to beat me you know and that's just a mental thing you know and but at the same time i'd like the happier medium like and and where this conversation might go is i think i'm nearly on to that where i'll be doing a bit of this and a bit of that and i'll have that happy medium you know
2: yeah it's like like my dad was um, worked in construction and everything, so I did a good few summers just on sites, just lugging stuff around and stuff. And it's like you say, like even the odd few summers that I did, they're some of the hardest <laughs> kind of days of work I've ever had in my life. Like, obviously, I'm sat in an office, this is where I work now, but yeah, you're right. Think like whenever I think of people, whether it's whether whatever they're doing on site or whether it's manual labor work and then they've got a train on top of that i always instill in them it's like look like you're working ha- you're working hard day to day as long as you're sensible with your training you'll have that one you've got that mental capacity two you've got just got it's like you're doing strength and conditioning yeah. all day every day yeah. like it's what it's you're designed to be manual don't worry about it um and yeah, he, like you say, it's just, it builds up that resilience. So like when you come to a race, yeah, you might, you might have had some tired times and stuff, but probably nothing like you've had working solidly 12 hour days. Yeah. Work till end. Well,
1: I, like I do love when somebody does say to me, ah, yeah, but like, it's great for me, you know, because you don't have to go to the gym. And I says, yeah, that's right. But when I do go to the gym, I don't go there for 12 hours, like, you know. <laughs> but, but I totally get, because like if you told me to sit in an office all day, every day, uh, I couldn't do that either, you know, like I, you know, and if you told me I had to do three sessions in a gym every week, I don't think I'd be able to do that either, because I, I don't like yeah. the the whole atmosphere of a gym, I don't like being in a gym, I have a gym in my house, man, like, me and my wife have a gym yeah. in our house, and i've bought a treadmill for a lot of money and if i 've used it
2: five times
1: like, i, I can 't use it like i can 't be inside, <laughs> you know
2: yeah yeah I've, i can get on a bike in the garage, but i can 't get on the treadmill it's just like it's, yeah i can 't do it so what what was the first what was the first ultramarathon you did, and how did you get yeah, on Yeah, so
1: the first one was um It was a road ultra and it was a 50k in like a forest and it was loops. It was 5k loops. And I thought that'd be a good one to start with because I can crew myself. You just put a table down and you just have all your gear on a table. So whatever you need. And um, I ended up coming second in that race, not having a clue what I was doing. Mm. And I ran that in like a very average time. Like I ran 50k in about... Uh, three fifty eight. You know, so it was it was a decent time, but it was nothing to write home about. But at the same time, like I was thinking, I just came second in my first ultra. I'm I'm one of the best runners in the world right now. You know the way you just get carried away.
2: <laughs> when you did that fifty k and finished second, were you? Was the overall feeling you were happy with it, or or were you were you far away from first, or was did, were you chomping at the bit to go and? Go well, my IT then.
1: band that sore after it because I wrecked <laughs> myself in the training because I was running fast every single day, do you know. I, I, I kind of was in a bad way for a few weeks, but yeah, I was definitely... Uh, what have you got today,
2: Ricky? Just an hour, four yeah, minute cage. Yeah, what it, have you got yeah. tomorrow? Just because an hour, four. That was the, <laughs> the race pace
1: I was trying to do, like, you know, so I thought, I have, I just want to train at that every day for a couple of weeks, like, you know. But, yeah, when 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 I was finished, I I was definitely hooked. Like I was gonna, yeah, I got to do something. And then the next race I signed up for was the, I think it was the maxi race in France. Yeah, so it was the maxi yeah. race in Annecy in France. That was that was the first proper mountain ultra I did, and that was. i yeah, that was one. Three. It's good, it isn't it? Eighty-five k, five and a half thousand meters. Of and my two yeah. brothers do this too. Like so yeah, the three of us did it together. You know.
2: Do no, you stick together no, did or did
1: you run, we're run not or you are each other man. we don't do yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What do they think about how far you're taking it now kind of thing cuz they must be pretty decent well yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming but like but they, they
1: they're they're good runners like you know the only difference between me and them I think is that they've got uh, a couple of kids like my older brother he's got um three kids and my younger brother's got two kids and I don't know I think you throw They both, like, you know, they both had manual labor jobs as well and stuff like that. And you throw kids into that mix, training gets hit. Now, in fairness, my younger brother, he's actually still very, very strong, still manages to put in some good training. And he actually finished fourth behind me in, uh, in the Oslo Eco Trail only a couple of weeks ago, you know. So he's solid. Like, so if I slip up at all, he's coming for me, you know.
2: <laughs> Christmas is that? Nah, nah. In
1: fairness, we're pretty good. Like, because we don't get to do stuff together yeah. that often, so any time we get to train together is
2: is, is good yeah. times. Like, yeah, that's good, mate. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it must be nice having your brother's part of running as well. Because like, when you're going out there now, you're representing Ireland. It's like they're they yeah, right behind exactly. you. Imagine like
1: they're vortexing texting me all day today and stuff like that, and they're. As excited as I am,
2: so that's very cool. Like, yeah, you'd have preferred football, I imagine, but yeah. Well, to be honest, it's funny. Like, no yeah, one.
1: I would have said football was always number one, but since since I started this, I like, I'm, you know, I'd be like, I'm a runner, not of. I, I I can't even remember hardly playing football. You know that kind of way. You it consumes yeah. you, like it, like, it I've totally got... consumes you.
2: Yeah, like I used to play. I used to train football three times a week. I have two games on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, all the way up to like age 24, 25. And like you said now, I've got a, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old that just go into football and stuff now. I can't remember how to kick a ball. I can't even, I, I mean, I think I can, but my yeah. my coordination, it's just, it's like a, it's like a never yeah. really played kind of thing, even though I still love watching football, big supporter. But yeah, once you've been in running for I've been in running now longer uh, than I ever was in football. I used to so be able sorry. to do
1: a 1,000 keepy-uppies. I can't do six now. I can't do six. <laughs> <laughs> because there was yeah. kids, there yeah. was kids out talent, here, little, uh, Austrian kids or, or German kids out here today, and I said, yeah, pass over that ball, and I made a show of myself. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I
2: was hamstring's thinking,
1: oh, man. gone. <laughs> that was really bad. I was thinking, yeah, I'm gonna go over here now and show these kids how good I was when I played football. And it's like, no, nah. <laughs> them days are long gone, man. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I don't mind that though. I've still got the old mate that still plays like Sunday league or what or like veterans league, and they in the forties. Yeah, Fucking hell, give it rest, lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. One thing I wanted to ask you about, mate, is like because this is in your Instagram story, so I hope you don't uh, your Instagram. Hope you don't mind me asking, but it's like you're listed as like mm-hmm. five foot two runner, yeah. Is that like a conscious decision? Because like, I'm only five foot eight for a start, so I'm not. <laughs> but is that a conscious decision just to put out to people, like or like to show people oh, honestly, or what, what, what is that for about? Me, it's a
1: bit of crack, like you know, because if you were to go through my yeah. stories today. You'll see that a friend of mine that's here with me today, Gavin Burns, is the name. His last post that he put up was me on a bench, and above my head is just Little Ricky. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, it's it's pretty obvious <laughs> that I'm Little Ricky. Do you know what I mean? So so the five foot two. I suppose it's like it's a couple of things. It's like it's a bit of crack, right? Um, five foot two, yeah. And then it's also something that it's I'm five foot two, but. You know what I mean? Look what I can do. You know, so there's definitely there is definitely that, and that's totally part of my mindset as well. It's like I'm five foot two, I I, I weigh fifty three kilo, but man, I I will run over you if you're in my way, like that kind of way, you know.
2: And did you get any kind of shit for that when you were younger? Now it's a bit like because if you met half of the people when you were younger, I imagine you're doing a lot better fitness wise. Yeah. I That's what I always think, anyway. Because I was like. I was the small, yeah. skinny kid. Now, now you're the yeah, big, so, skinny. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, now I'm still the skinny kid, but everyone else is overweight, yeah, so they, yeah, <laughs> so it's all right. No, in
1: fairness, for me, uh, <laughs> small town man, uh, everyone knows you. And in fairness, I never, yeah. ever. I was always the the, the popular kid in school. Do you know, I just was. There was never anyone taking yeah. a piss out of me. Maybe if I went to another town. I can tell that like, your personality yeah. will take like, you over. Maybe that maybe if I went to Is another town kind of thing, and, yeah. or, or I was in big groups of people that didn't know who I was when I was young, yeah, you might have got an odd jibe here and there. But honestly, uh, because of football, because of sport, it, it like stuff like that. When 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 you put work in and you get good at stuff, it bulletproofs you, you know. Mm. And you could have the
2: yeah. It's like, a leveler, isn't it? Say
1: when I played football. They always put a big man on me, right? Always did. Because oh, they just thought, ah, oh, we'd put the big man on him. Two minutes after the big man on me, there was a small lad on me. But that small lad was about five foot eight. I used to look at that five foot eight lad like he was small, and I used to laugh at him, thinking he was small. Because yeah. I was so used to the big lad coming over, I'd roast him, and then the small <laughs> lad would be on me and I'd be like oh, man, I'm gonna roast this little fella. <laughs> you know, so it's it's amazing what it does to your mind like, when 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 you're when you're good at sport you know
2: i i was quite similar in like cuz i was 5 foot 8 so i was that 5 foot 8 guy but i was i would always want to go up against the bigger person like whether i was 19 20 playing in a man i know it's still technically i was a man but i was a boy in a man's league kind of thing and like i always had like probably a little bit of red mist over me i'd either want to go cuz i was usually like either a, a right-back or a right midfielder, and I'd be trying to get as stuck in as a yeah. could almost too much to kind of overprove yeah. something to a certain extent. But like you say, the odd time I would come a cropper because he would be a big guy and he'd also be a solid guy as well. <laughs> but nine times out of ten, you would get the better of him yeah. in a different yeah. kind of way. Is that, yeah, is that how you exactly. found it? And
1: that was it. It was like, uh, even, even we'd say, people ask me about, my running and my fitness and i i actually put that down to when because of my height when i was playing football because when i was playing football i was the smallest man on the field right apart from my younger brother who's actually smaller than me like mm. so we were the two smallest guys on the field and when you're the smallest guy in the field this is gaelic football now not not um soccer right we both played soccer we both played gaelic
2: yeah, when in gaelic, right,
1: yeah. if you're a small person Man, you need to move. If you don't move, you never get the ball. You know, yeah. and you never get anything. All you do is sit on the bench. That's where you sit if, if you don't get the ball. So I realized from very young that I have to be fitter than everyone else because I can't stand still for two seconds. So th- so that was always in me that <laughs> I was maybe running. Like most lads that train twice a week, a game on a Sunday. I was probably training five days a week you know, and then game on a Sunday because I realized yeah. I have to be fitter than these guys. So it used to end up then that somebody would be marking me, and then I'd run through him, and then a fresh guy would be on you. So I'd have to run through him, you know. So you had to be that bit fitter, and then that passed on. I'm guessing it passed on to to giving me a pretty solid base because once I started running, I, I mm. it didn't take me long to get decent at it. Like, yeah. Hmm.
2: It's it's interesting, mate. I always like listening to people's backgrounds, especially when they came into running a little bit later. Like, obviously, it's amazing when someone's done cross country at school and they were a natural talent. But, like, I yeah, those stories before running is always interesting. When when did you kind of feel like you were gonna, or have you ever felt like you were gonna push this on to like now? Like, I listened to your stories over the last week or two, and you're truly. You're just buzzing for this world championship. You sound grateful about the opportunities and all that kind of thing. But was it like, was it a goal five years ago to represent Ireland at the world mountain championships? Or have you just worked at getting better and better and better? And whatever yeah, so comes? comes? I would say
1: the first year and maybe the second year, it was all about just seeing how much better I can get and can I compete against some of the good lads? Because, like, to be honest, some of the lads that are here on this team now, even though I'm older than a lot of them, to me, I look up to them because they're they're some of the reasons why I got into this sport in the first place. And there was a long time where I wasn't even competing with them, but I kept saying to myself, you know, if you just keep working and keep putting in the work, you'll get there, you know. So, so yes, uh, I am 100% grateful and delighted and honoured and proud to be wearing this green top right now, right, for Ireland and here at the World Champs, but. Like, I wanted to be here, you know, like, and, and I said, if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'll get there, you know, so so that way, like, yeah, I have the crack, and I love having the crack, and when I'm here as well, I'm messing around the whole time, and everyone thinks, this lad just takes the piss, does he take acting serious, but honestly, like, I take this very serious, and and I really want to be good at this sport, you know, and I'm rocking up into the world champs this weekend too, and I'm looking at all these pros, and I'm saying, you don't fucking swing a hammer, you know, so... I'm coming for you e too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not in your kit, is it? We'll tell we'll tell <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so, right, tell me more about the like the race that's happening. Is it yeah, tomorrow or is so it Saturday? Tomorrow? My race is tomorrow. Is it? Uh, tell me about
1: the, the race. race. is tomorrow morning at six thirty, and it starts in Innsbruck and it comes all the way, traverses all the way across the mountains to. Uh, a place called Nois Fist or something like that, which is only a couple of K from here. I I can't pronounce the name properly, but there Mm -hmm. it's 85 kilometers. I think it's actually about 87 now because there was a few route changes and there's 6,500 meters of climbing.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. plushcare.com slash weight loss a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com under 68 countries
1: nice. representing there's 68 nations in the World Championships this year, so there I don't know. I think there's going to be maybe 400 hour race between men and women, something like that. So yeah, it's 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 going to be savage. Mm-hmm. It's going to be unreal. Like,
2: have you done a race that has got similar like elevation and and kind yeah, of course done... profile?
1: I think this could be very similar to uh to. Lavaredo, I think something similar to that. I know Lavaredo ultra trail is yeah. 120 kilometers, but I think it'll be something similar because the mm. mountains are that bit more rugged than they are in Chamonix. I've done CCC, which is uh, 101 kilometers, depending on how you do it, with 6,000 meters of climbing. I've done, mm. I've done the maxi race, 85 kilometers, five and a half thousand. But I think this is a lot harder than the maxi race. Just going by the the mountains and the terrain and the steepness of the terrain right. of the mountains as well.
2: Mm. So, but like that. Well, do you think how much do you think the wet weather today will affect it at all?
1: Maybe down low in some of them sections it'll be slippy, all right. But but nothing major because I don't know. It's the 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 mountain mm. seems to be pretty dry. Everyone that did the fifty k today was saying that conditions were good. You know, there was a couple of slippy spots in it, but nothing major. You know.
2: Yeah. What is your, what is the goal for the race, mate? Is it just to put it all out there? Have you got, obviously it's hard to kind of gauge yourself being in the champs like this for the first time and things like that. But what what do you want to come away from the race yeah, with, if, any, if anything?
1: Again, you this, this it's a hard question to answer because I'm trying to answer it myself <laughs> all day in my own head, you know, all week in my own head. Yeah. And it's it's, you try and find out, What the winning time is going to be, you know, because you have the likes of Zach Miller here. You have the, you know, you have the best of the best here, and you try and gauge how fast they're going to do it, and then you try and work out a time difference percentage wise what you could be off them. And again, it's a team sport, so there's going to be four lads running, three lads get points, so you have to make sure that you're finishing as high up as you can, you know. And obviously, it's a team sport, but you still want to be you know, it's a race, so we're not we're not going to be holding hands or anything like that. We're going to be racing each other, and I don't know. It's I just want to have a uh, I want to leave it all out there and uh, and have no regrets because I might never get a green jersey again. So I would I just want to put on a really good show and and be proud, be proud at the end of the day, you know. And hopefully that puts me in a good position. I I can't say where, but you mm-hmm. know, whatever I can get, I I'll take it
2: like. Like you say, it. the 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 fact that it's a team, these these ones are always like a team involved. It makes, it gives it that extra bit of dimension, doesn't it? So if like I always think, and, and by watching it as well, it gives you an extra motivation. Not that you probably, or anyone there needs that motivation, but even if you're dropping back or you're having a shit like 20 minutes, it's like, well, I need to get this one place back or two place back. And then that can, kick you on further i imagine so it's yeah it's nice dynamics. well
1: because we've been out here for a few days and i know all the lads you know i know all the lads have been running because we race each other so much but this time we get to actually try and work together you know Mm. and pull each other along and there's a good bond there seems to be a good bond between the the other three lads and yourself and we just have the crack and whatnot And, and we're all very supportive of each of each other so you know, I think I think it's going to be a good day for all of us. You know, because the, the other three lads are very strong.
2: And um, how much do you want to beat? Someone yeah, like, like uh, UK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd
1: be or, a nice I, nice like, one to do. It's funny, like I was. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know how I can get away with saying this, but we'd say I, I met Harry Jones um, the other day. You know, and Harry's a really nice yeah. guy. But to me, Harry's like a. I'm a fan, right? I'm a big fan of Harry Jones. And again, it's that whole thing, yeah. I'm older than him, and he's younger than me, but it's, it doesn't matter, it's like, there's a professional footballer, you know, I want to go and say hello to him, same thing. And I went up, shook his hand, and da da whatever, had a chat with him, and George Foster's there as well, another UK athlete, and I'm looking at them, and they don't know yeah, who Ricky Wynn is, and I'm just thinking, man, I'd like I'd like that scalp, I'd like either one of those, you know? So,
2: so yeah. like, that's
1: always in the back of your head too, because... Joe,
2: George George's yeah, good crap yeah, as well. He's, he's really good really crap to go along with as well. I love. Uh, Thanks
1: so. I love George's Instagram. Like I never met George properly, but like I, I've sent him a few messages here and there, asked a few questions, and he's really good at answering them and all that. But I love when, uh, you know, those stupid messages. where You put up a post, and then someone would say, "Wow, wow, wow! What a picture! Let's collab! Let's do this, this, this." George always replies. To us, <laughs> See? Yeah. He I likes replying, doesn't he? I think it's
2: hilarious. Like it's so witty, you know. <laughs> he's um the odd time he well like just after Christmas he uh he, he he was staying locally and I took him out for a local run here and he's he, like I've seen him run a few times now. He's one of the most like he just naturally looks like a runner when he's running, yeah. Like a really nice flow to it. Like I'm gonna have to stop talking about him. I think he's had a mention in the last three, <laughs> in the last three podcasts, but it's like. Like for you, it must be amazing because, like you say, Harry, George, that like we we know the UK team and everything. Yeah. You're going to be competing against them, so yeah. Even like, yeah, I hope it, it goes well. It, like, mate. That's
1: what I love about this sport, right? It's like I met Max King the other day. Went up, shook his hand, got a selfie with him, and yeah. flat out talking to him for about ten minutes. And a really nice guy, and he's talking to me. But like, the cool thing about this sport is. You get to play football, right? I know it's not football, but it's like you get to play football with Cristiano Ronaldo. You, you, you're allowed to play football with him, like you're allowed on yeah. the same field as him and go toe to toe with him, and he might kick the crap out of you. But you get to have a goal, like you know. There's there's very few sports where you're able to do that. Like you know, you can't do that in track and field. Like you can't yeah. run with Mo Farah. Like that's not going to happen. Like
2: no, no. Now you've earned it though, mate. You're like, you're, you've all earned it to be there. So and I know that's not going to be your mindset. You're not going to be in awe of anyone, but you, I mean, and you want the scalp, yeah, but yeah. you've still earned it to be there. Tell me more about the, because um, yeah. I enjoyed the Morris Mullins race. Yeah. So I've been over to it, and yeah. was that the qualifier this year? And tell me, how, like, I want to know more about how did you pick it as a qualify as a race to qualify or did you was that the goal or was it just because you like the Morris Mullins and the Wicklow no, way and all that uh, kind of stuff?
1: That was the qualifying race. So you had to that was that was the selection criteria for the team was a top four finish, but the, you had to finish under a certain time. So it was 80, 82 kilometers I think with three and a half thousand mm. metres of climbing and you needed to run it in sub seven hours fifteen minutes so that was the, that was it so the goal was run in 7 hours 14 minutes and 59 seconds that was the goal you know so and make sure you're in the top 4 so from i think i found out that was going to be the 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 qualifying race so i think i found out about that in january and i just went to work then and i i didn't do any other races up until that and that was that, that i all my eggs were in that
2: basket yeah Mm. do you do you race quite often usually up, up until this point will you be like racing every couple of months or whatever just because you love racing and you change tack for this race or or is that or do you usually pick a goal race and, yeah when and I really first started to
1: I raced a lot because I just was new and it was fun but then I realized look I'm pretty good at the long stuff and if like I kind of say anywhere from 50k to 100k maybe 120k I'm pretty good but if you're going to be racing them then you need to be very smart and you need to pick the ones that suit you and you need to do it. I see the thing for me is I love racing but I also love a good training block like I love a big block of training like a 12 14 16 week block of training yeah. like people think oh would you not go mad would you not miss racing and I don't I actually love I love seeing a big training block go up and I love seeing a very straight line on Strava. I just love it. Like I'm I'm almost addicted to seeing that. Yeah. Like, that that straight line across the top where it's just <laughs> week after week you're hitting the same numbers, you know. You're getting the big workouts in and it's and then at the end when you start to taper you actually you, you, not that you ever feel fit, but you you're looking at that and you're going, I've got to be in good shape, you know.
2: Yeah. That's your evidence, isn't it? you bit like people talk about confidence, but that comes from the evidence of training. And when you can do that, and Strava makes it easy, like you say, but that is your evidence yeah. there, and that gives you the confidence. When when you've got a graph that looks up and down, up and down for the past twelve weeks, yeah, it's no wonder that you're yeah, not as confident that, going it. into yeah, the race. So,
1: and I kind of need that. Like if I thought I wasn't getting that training in, if it was a bit up and down and a bit broken, I don't think I'd be as sure. Come racing! I definitely wouldn't. Yeah.
2: Mm. What? So, where did you? Well, I know, but <laughs> where did you finish, and what was the finishing time? Yeah, so in, I, I uh, finished the first,
1: and I did it in seven hours fifty six minutes. So, yeah, it was great. Like it was well inside, and it was I was. Yeah. Or six hours fifty six minutes. Six sorry, hours fifty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we yeah, just like, to go under seven hours. Honestly, or, I didn't think I'd like, like, go under f- seven. Like there was a few lads, like uh, one of the lads that I was racing against, he even said it to me before the start. Like Gavin said it to me. He said you probably go under seven, and I was thinking, oh geez, I don't know. Like I had a pace in in my mind to stick to the whole day because i had wrecked that route so often. You know, it's like it's a two and a half hour drive away from me, but I would wreck mm. it nearly every weekend for seven or eight weeks in a row. So I knew every inch of it. So I knew what average pace Mm -hmm. I could hold for the whole thing, you know, and and hope that then on race day it would work. But I managed to, like, shave a few seconds off here and there on a few kilometers. And I ended up, I was thinking maybe 7.05, something like that. But I ended up pulling it back to 6.56. But maybe that was just adrenaline, excitement, and realizing you were pulling away. And fear. Fear is a great thing because when you look back, you think you see someone coming and you put the shoe down,
2: you know. How far out from the finish did you know that you were gonna do it? Because I've like I've ran that race and the wheels fell off <laughs> like with it wasn't that far to go and it and it ended up being horrendous. So how far out yeah, well, you, in, could you hold the excitement one, you in? You
1: had to because they had to get more elevation and you had to go up Joust twice. So you had to go across joust on the way out and go up joust on the way back. And when we went up Joust on the way right. back, that's when I knew I have it. I think I have it, you know, because from there it's a pretty much downhill. Yeah. It's a couple of k, and you're you're finished. And from there, I kind of knew it, you know, and yeah, I didn't I didn't start laughing and mm. smiling and jumping around until the last couple of hundred meters. But I felt I had it there, and then, you know. Did you celebrate in no, uh, what is it, Johnny
2: Foxes? Is that right? No,
1: I went, I was actually down in Greystones. I went down to Greystones. I had a couple of pints with a few lads. I had four pints. I nearly fell into the pints, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, good on you, mate. Um, yeah, uh, what does, I won't keep you too much longer, but what does like a, What does a typical week look like? On top, obviously, you got your working week, but what does your training week look like? Is it high volume or is it specific sessions? Yeah, for me,
1: because of my job, I don't think I can hit the sessions. If I obsessed about the sessions all the time, I wouldn't hit them, you know. And if I didn't hit them, I probably wouldn't enjoy them. So, most of my running is like I do a lot of like progression runs. So. Monday's probably easy. And Tuesday's a progression mm. run. Wednesday's easy. Thursday's a progression run. Friday's easy. Then Saturday and Sunday. So I kind of make my long run on a Saturday. with a, I, I put a lot of like tempo hill work in. So I'd be like five minutes off, a minute on, five minutes off, five minutes on. And I think for ultra run and stuff Mm -hmm. like that works really well because it's more real world it's more what you're actually doing in a race where you're you're pushing hard for five minutes and then you can maybe have a descent where you can take it easy or something like that so i do a lot of that and then i probably back it up with another
2: it's not yeah and then i do do a lot of like
1: where i do something like that and then the next day i'll have a pretty hard effort the next day after that as well because i think that's good to do as well you know but it all depends Mm -hmm. like honestly it all depends on the working week. It's like what I say, it's like when people say, you don't have a coach. And I says, I don't think I could have a coach. Right? I think I'm uncoachable. Like there'd be days where I'd be working, where it could be, I could be 16 hours swinging out over a solar panel on a roof. And then, and then I go and run 20 K. Like I can't run mm-hmm. that 20 K, you know, with, with five by one K in the middle of it, you know? So I might just do that 20 K and, and bank, bank miles and volume. And I, I think volume works really well for me. and, I seem to have found a sweet spot where yeah. I, I used to try and do 100 mile weeks, didn't work. I got injured all the time. So I found that sweet spot where 120K a week and maybe 3,000, 3,500 meters of climbing. Mm-hmm. Depending on if I was training for something specific, I might up the volume or maybe up the speed work. But about 120 kilometers a week, 3,500 mm-hmm. meters of climbing. And I never get a niggle. I never get a, I never even get a sore toe, you know. So, I seem to have found that sweet spot where I can go to work and I can train and I can enjoy it all. Like,
2: Yeah. Good stuff. When, so let's touch on like, um, if you're okay to speak about it, <laughs> like how, how things might change in future. Cause I've, I only know from looking at your stories and stuff and you went out to Chamonix recently and stuff. So tell me about like, that opportunity. Yeah, and what again, might be going it's, it's
1: on. nothing. It's nothing groundbreaking. It's just there's a guy. Uh, I'm part of like the Hawker Racer team, and there's a guy I met over the last few years who's got a brand management company, and he deals with Coros, Hawker, and and a couple other companies like Mammut and stuff like that, and. He just reached out to me a few months ago and asked me whether I'd mm. be interested in working for him and maybe do two days a week. Because, again, it's just him being a real sound fella. He sees what I'm doing. He, he again, he, he likes what I'm doing. And he's saying it'd be great if you could do this and maybe do this and you'd have more time to train and be a bit more flexible. So I'm going to be uh, a sort of a main agent for Compress Board. And Coros in the south of Ireland, and as well, I'll be selling like stuff like Say Sky and Hoka as well in the south of Ireland as well. So I was over in Chamonix for the launch of Compressport, and then we'll be working with other little companies like like you wear their hats as well, Vaga. So hopefully, I'll be working with Vaga as well and bringing them to Ireland as well, and and that'll be it. Where I'll be doing two days a week, yeah, for now with this company and two days a week doing what I do and then that would be the happy balance and then maybe down the road it, it'll be three days four days it could be a permanent gig so it's very early days but I'm I'm excited about it like yeah
2: yeah no it's exciting that mate and it gives you a bit of a whether it's a bit more flexibility or it just allows you to be because obviously to be, to be doing what you do for so long you, you must you either love it, or you're, or you love yeah. what it can provide for you. That kind of thing, I always say, kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, I, I guess it would feel very weird if you just dropped, dropped tools, to, <laughs> and then went into this whole new world. So, so it's probably a great way for you just to immerse yourself a bit more in running and something yeah, exciting and it's, it's without like, look, uh, too much pressure. You know, I imagine. No, because they're
1: taking a chance on the likes of me as well. Yeah, I can talk lots of crap. And all that stuff, but I mean, school-wise, <laughs> I wasn't very good at school. That's that's oh. no lie. So uh,
2: we say, no, 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 Well, mate, mate, I don't pay for my chorus. I work yeah, with chorus, yeah, and exactly. I'm sure you could sell so, me a chorus. So, um,
1: <laughs> so I, I I take my hat off to the lads for giving me that chance, you know. But at the same time, they must see something in me that like that, like that. I can talk to talk, and I can, you know. And I love tech. I do love tech, mm. and I love gear and i love all that stuff so and it's look it's a way out as well it's like okay right now i'm still fit and healthy and i can i can pick up the hammer right but every day i run i seem to be getting lighter and lighter and stuff's getting heavier and heavier and and uh and i don't want to be doing this when i'm 50 or 60 i want to be running when i'm 50 or 60 but i don't want to be uh, picking up the hammer and banging in nails when I'm 50 and 60. So, this is definitely another door open. And I yeah. always say, if someone opens a door for me and I get my toe in it, I'm going to kick the door.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a good attitude, mate. And you can tell, like, like I know, I 100% know why they've, why they've had a conversation with you. And I would, I don't know why more brands or small companies don't do that kind of thing if they see someone like yourself, like. Your Instagram is just, it's just, you can tell that you love the running bottom line, right? There's lots of people that will put out running content that I can see that they're not 100% in running. It's just like what they post on their Instagram maybe, yeah? But I know for a fact that if just from watching you and speaking to you that when you're not on your Instagram, which isn't all the time, you're still, it's just running kind of thing, Yeah. (laughs) Um, and you're immersed in it, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, want my to wife be mightn't agree involved in it,
1: there. She might think that's a great thing now, but <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're planning your holidays, yeah. all you're doing is planning training training weeks, so, yeah. I'll oh, have a great place to train, wouldn't it be? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a, your, your list of jobs at home yeah. might increase yeah. now that, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so what. Right, let's uh I know we're all over the place, like this race tomorrow, obviously massive race, and yeah, I'm sure it's going to go well. What's going to be after this, mate? What plans have you got, racing-wise or training-wise? Do you, are you someone that takes some time out after yeah, a race? like Yeah, I actually have a great summer ahead,
1: it? because uh I'm going back to do the CCC this year again, and I just again, I, I saw an opportunity mm. that worked out well between the two jobs, and I, this is in advance, I was able to Take a month off, so I'm taking the month of August off, and I'm going to Chamonix to sleep in a tent, and train there, you know, and and live the pro nice. life but out of a tent and have the crack, you know. And there's a friend of mine coming over, and we're going to mm. run the Tour de Mont Blanc just in training, and then I'm going. Then my wife comes over, and she's going to help crew me mm. at the race. So that's the next big one for me is CCC. So once this is done, I'll, I'll take a bit of time. Yeah, I might take like a week or two off but I'd be straight back yeah. on the bike or I'll be back running depending on how I feel after it you know like I'd like to tell you today that i will be so broken after this race because uh, that I need two or three weeks off but uh, you know that's if, if I do this race right that's what I need like yeah
2: yeah that's what that's what you always want isn't it you almost it's weird I almost like you almost crave to feel like that after a race. Cause you know, you've done a good job. Like I've had races where they've gone crap and you're like up and running within two days kind of thing. And it's like, and that's a good sign that things didn't go well. And I almost like that feeling afterwards where you are completely broken and you know, you've done a good job, which is weird. Cause like you have those times where you are just like nosediving in energy and you're eating all kinds of stuff. And it's not a great yeah, place to be, yeah, but exactly, that's what yeah, you yeah. want to feel like after a race. Yeah. CCC. Um, how uh, I've had to look on your DUV, so I know. But how did you get on last time? And is the aim to do a bit better
1: than that? And like for me, that was that was nowhere near good enough. You know, it it just wasn't. I was I was. (laughs) My roommate there is just after coming in heard what I said. He said it was shite. (laughs) So.
2: Well, I looked on your results, and it was like second, third, first, second, first, and then then it was like 90-something yeah, yeah, for CCC. Exactly. I was like, he's going to want to be better my head, I that. was,
1: you know, of course, I was hoping for a top 50. And, yeah, that, that's kind of where I was at, but it's yeah. such a bad day with, um, with the altitude. It just, it kicked the shit out of me, and all I could do for 70 kilometers was drink Coke. That's all I could do was sip on Coke, and I couldn't even really hold that down. My legs felt mm-hmm. fine. I was able to run but just there was very little energy, you know, and I was like, yeah. So that's why I said this year, I want to do it.
2: Like,
1: who knows? I could still finish just inside the top 100, but at least this time I'll know I gave it everything I have, you know. So I want to leave no stone unturned in it.
2: Getting out. Getting out there early gives you that opportunity, though, doesn't it? If you know that altitude affects you, then, yeah, those few weeks will be massive for you. And, like you say, you don't have yeah, to even hammer training in that time. Course, it's just like being this, out there. Just,
1: we're, we're t- we're just like anything, it's like if you can do – like I always advise everyone, if you're doing a local race, make sure and recce it. Like, you know, if it's a three-hour drive, but that, go and recce it. It's only a three-hour drive, you know, because it'll really stand to you on race day. Yeah. And if I could recce every race, I would. But, Unfortunately, these races abroad are expensive, and you can't afford to go over to Chamonix on a, on a, for a few days running around the Alps, like you know, as much as I'd love to. But this time I can, you know, so I'm going to make the most of it this time, and I'm I'm going to love it because there's nowhere yeah. else I'd rather be.
2: Like yeah, yeah. What would um. What would suit you is that Ultra Tail Snowdonia that's near me, the hundred k in that. Yeah, I think like from from the races that you do and and like you do well on technical ground, mate, you'd you'd love that one. Well, my roommate near
1: he's gone now, but Gavin, he um he came third in UTS hundred k last year. He's solid. He's a very good athlete, and he could have got me. Uh, he he got me like an entry into this year's race. But um, just because of this race, I was like, I'm not doing it. You know, I'm not. I'm not doing that race. So I did Oslo Eco Trail instead. But definitely, UTS is a race I want to do.
2: Brilliant, brilliant. Right then, mate. Yeah. Um. One last question. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know what is going to be your pre-race yeah, meal and yeah, your I'm post-race like most- meal. Honestly,
1: I'm the most boring person in the world to ask that question. There. Like My pre-race meal will be like I'm vegan, right? So depends on what's in the athlete's village because that's where we go for dinner. So, I would imagine it's just a massive plate of rice and pasta and some veg. And that's pretty much it. And then this is how boring Ricky Wynn is. That even my post-race meal, it won't be a whole bunch man. Like, I'm not one for burgers and chips and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I love a big, massive bowl of veg with rice and hot sauce, man. Like, here, I'll tell you, just before I go, I'll tell you, hot sauce goes hot on sauce. everything. Right. And everything that hot sauce doesn't go on, peanut butter goes on it. That's it. And there's a 20-minute rule. There's a twenty-minute rule in my house, <laughs> and if it takes longer than twenty minutes, I'm not
2: making it. <laughs> yeah, you have retrieved it there, mate. Rice and veg wasn't yeah, wasn't like right floating my boat, it's, but it's I can agree with the hot Lord, sauce. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah,
1: Nando. I just stick Nando Sriracha. sauce
2: on everything I do, and I, my wife goes, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah." So if I see I wanna I expect a nice <laughs> a nice picture with you absolutely kind of distraught uh, I, I after will, that race but with a bowl in, with, yeah, a of hot sauce and rice.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. Thanks for that. It's been good chatting to you and uh yeah, spending an hour of your time when you're well, you're not busy right now, but I know what it's like waiting for a race to pop along. So, uh, um yeah, go and do what you need to do yeah, and get thanks for hydrated for filling and all that good stuff. So thanks for coming not, on, mate. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Um yeah, I'm I'll be watching cheers, I'll be watching cheers. Can, Thanks, mate. sorry. So see how you do. Yeah. Oh, one last thing, Ricky. Ricky. Where where should we send people oh, that want to yeah. follow you because I'm sure lots Instagram. of people will now. Your Instagram Send Them, right?
1: their granny, mummy and dog to my Instagram at at
2: Rickywin10. <laughs> yeah. Ricky win ten. No, ten was my. You, you were tenth in line right on the, on Instagram, were you? On the wiki. Ricky yeah, win. Yeah. <laughs> ah, nice. Okay. So, at Ricky win ten, and uh, yeah, thanks, man. You yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's thanks, a good account, man. mate. Keep it up. No worries